Okay, guys, another special guest. And as you see, there's two good looking people here today with us. Uh, Kayla and Carmelo have been in real estate since 2010 with several years of experience in property management. Kayla is passionate about tenant investor relationships and focuses on the acquisitions of our of their properties. She's implements uh, the daily operational procedures of their multifamily properties, ensuring fluid progression and minimizing tenant and property complications. Carmelo is a uh, medial professional and an active realtor. He specializes in negotiations and marketing and is currently managing progress towards the expansion of Pro Equity Solutions LLC. Carmelo's favorite hobbies are woodworking and spending time with the family, as you see here, sitting here together. So welcome to the show again, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you so much for inviting us tonight. Oh, no worries. No worries. Tonight, uh, afternoon. Yeah, because of the time difference again. And my tongue is just twisting, guys. It's been a long day, but I'm super excited to have you on. And just, uh, you know, first of all, I want to start with this question. Um, how did you discover real estate investing? How did you end up being in this place and doing real estate business? You want to take that one? Um, actually, it was Carmelo in 2014. He decided to find a podcast, I guess, about um, bigger, bigger Pockets. Bigger Pockets. Here you and, go. Uh, he started the, the whole thing on that. And at first, I was like, no, we could never afford to do that. That was me. And um, I kept listening and listening and listening. And then I got hooked. It was it was really easy to get hooked on bigger pockets. They're they're just such a wealth of information. It's such a it, it was really cool to to have them as an asset for us. Um, it made it kind of easy to get into our first property. Um, uh, we even house hacked. Um, I would say our second property um, with the, having a roommate come in and and supplement some of the income on our first uh, our first VA loan actually. Um, so it's it's been a it's it's pretty a pretty cool. Uh, uh, time coming to here, I guess. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So bigger pockets again. The, the I heard this name today at least a couple of times. I mean, there's definitely a great platform uh, for the resources data. Like they got a lot of uh, spreadsheets and just calculators that you can go and get for free. Just a great, great website. It has like 1.6 million members so far. It's great place. You can network with people there all the time. There are a lot of sophisticated people. You know years in the business so definitely recommend same so what about you know investing into real estate because a lot of our listeners or people who are watching still have a full-time job and maybe you've been in a position while you still have a full-time job and are investing into real estate i know for some people it's kind of a difficulty but maybe maybe you can talk about that a little bit more uh, how people can handle that and yeah so definitely i'm actually active duty um military I'm in the Coast Guard. I'm actually a health services technician, so I'm dealing with the medical care of all the my shipmates on the on the boat every day. Um, so it was it wasn't that hard actually. Um, it, it was it was daunting. It was it was scary, but um, getting into real estate for us. Um, so the first property. Do you want me to kind of go through our first uh, the first VA loan that we've used? Is that what you want? No, sure. Go, just go ahead. Yeah, go ahead through the process where you were working full time and just how did you manage, you know, building this real estate business at the, at the same time? Okay. Uh, so I'll kind of go from, uh, from 2013, even though we kind of got started in 2010. 
I'll start from 2013 and work uh, my way up here. Sure. Uh, so 2013, the first VA loan, um, we got stationed in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, awesome place to get stationed, really cool place. Um, but we rented at first and we noticed that it was extremely expensive to rent there mm -hmm. um, in Boston. I think it was, uh, we had to come up with what, $7,500. Um, I was right out of boot camp. Wow. $7,500 right out of boot camp is not an easy thing to do. Um, so we knew immediately, like, this wasn't going to be something that was going to be lasting for us, the whole rental process thing. So yeah. immediately we wanted to, I wanted to jump in to buying my first property. Um, not even with the intention of it being um, growing into a business. Um, so we started looking immediately uh, after renting. We were probably lived there for about a year. We actually took a loan out for the first last in security yeah. with the Coast Guard just to be able to get a place to live for the month, you know, month to month time being. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, so, so the first year we, uh, we started looking. Um, ended up finding a place in Dracut, Massachusetts. It was $311,000. And being uh, at the bottom of the totem pole, you could say, in the military, that's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, big, big monthly payment. We were kind of, it was kind of nerve wracking, but at the same time, I was like, look, this could be something that, that could work. It worked for us in the, in the future. So uh, we ended up purchasing. The VA loan process was actually, it was kind of daunting at first. It was kind of hard to, to do a lot of paperwork involved. I was brand new. I never did anything like that before. Um, so getting into the first property was kind of scary. Um, very minimal cost though with the VA loan. We, um, only thing we really had to come out of pocket for was the inspection and the appraisal. So I think altogether we were maybe in for it, maybe a thousand dollars, maybe 1200 bucks. It was like 750. Yeah. Seven yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was, that was pretty cool. So um, got into the first property, super low cost, um, ended up living there for about a year until the Coast Guard up and said, okay, it's time to move. They said, it's time for you to go to California. Um, we're going to get you a specialty rating now. So I was going to become a health services technician now. Um, so we were like, oh, that's awesome. But then we thought, we have to move now. We just bought this house a year ago. We're, we're upside nine, down. Nine months at the time. So we were yeah. like, oh, there's no way we could sell. Yeah, there's no way we could sell it. So we have to rent it. Hey, I've been listening to this bigger pocket stuff for a while now. We can figure yeah. this out. And in the meantime, we had already tried the house hacking thing. We had a roommate come in and supplement some of the income, like I said. Um, but now it was time to, uh, to move. And it was, that was kind of nerve wracking. Um, so we, we started our, our first tenant screening process. Um, we probably interviewed what 10 or 15 families. Yep. Um, we had some people come to the house and it was just like, Oh my goodness. This is that was, that, that was an interesting process, right? Three kids, grandma, <laughs> yeah. aunt, uncle, like 20 people in the house. Some people are going to live in the basement. Yeah. We had all sorts of situations. Um, come up. Yeah. But we yeah. finally found a family that was absolutely wonderful. We, we clicked kind of immediately with them. They had two daughters who were, one was in high school. One was about to, uh, going to college also, um, regular blue collar family, super nice people to talk to. And we kind of knew uh, after the first conversation with them that they were going to be who, they were going to be the ones that were going to be renting from us. So we set it up actually when within like uh, maybe two weeks of us having to actually move. So we kind of found somebody just in the nick of time. So we moved to, uh, to California. We lived there for six months. We just rented. Um, but in the meantime, we had been making now, our, my mortgage payment was $1,700 a month. 
they were paying 2,500. So right off the bat, we're looking at $800 worth of uh, cash flow, and we we're loving it. We we're like, oh wow, okay, this is this is kind of cool. Like we can we can live with this. Okay, now we have to figure out how to make it more. We have to do we have to do this again. So we lived in California for six months. We were lucky enough to get stationed back in Florida. It's my hometown, my home state, um, where I met Kayla. Um, so that was cool to actually come back. And we ended up moving to uh, Clearwater, Florida, where uh, I had vacationed many times with my family when I was young. Um, so it was kind of cool to be stationed there. So we lived, we, what we rented for about, what, two years? We rented yeah, for Here. about three years, because every time we moved somewhere, we wanted to know the area. We'd never been to the Tampa uh, area, being from the east coast of Florida. It was all different for both of us. So um, we rented in a place in Riverview. Absolutely didn't like it. It was an hour-plus commute for him. Then we found a property that was 10 minutes from the base. So we moved over to Clearwater, fell in love, and decided that we were going to retire on the west coast of Florida. We are going to pick up the investments. Um, word on the street was that we were going to get orders to move again. So we decided we weren't going to buy, but we we're going to keep our eye out for investment property. And that's when Carmelo um, got his realtor's license and set us up for other things as well. Yeah. So the next, the next thing we did was uh, we ended up getting transferred away from air station Clearwater, which was an awesome place to get stationed. If anybody's listening to this in the military and you want to go to somewhere awesome, Air Station Clearwater is the place to go. Uh, beautiful beaches, just a beautiful area. Tampa's amazing. Um, we ended up buying a second property now. Um, uh, this would be our third property now. In the meantime, while we lived in Clearwater, we actually um, took over her, uh, my wife's, Kayla's grandmother's home, um, which was kind of kind of cool. Um, we, we kind of thought it was time for uh, for grandma to uh, to give up some responsibility. She was getting a little bit older. We wanted to give her something, uh, give her a free place to live rather than have to pay a mortgage somewhere. So we ended up taking her here with us and we ended up purchasing her property and making that a rental property as well. So I kind of, we kind of got a, a good deal with that. We got super family and friends are a really good place to source deals from if, uh, <laughs> if you have the in there, right? Yeah. So that is still currently rented. We purchased that for 125,000. We currently rent that for uh, $1,400 a month, which is fantastic. Um, making a couple hundred dollars in cash flow there. Um, and then we moved on to buy our third property, which was an FHA loan, um, three and a half percent down. Uh, kind of the same amount of paperwork when it comes to, um, like it was with the VA, kind of the same amount of paperwork to get into the government subsidized loans. Um, but now that I've done it a couple of times, it's pretty easy. Just get some tax returns together, get your W-2s together, any other uh, extra documents that they ask for, just get them over to them. It's simple. Just be quick about it, and the loan officer will love you for that. Um, so now we purchased the, our primary residence, where we're at right now, actually. Um, it's in uh, Palmetto, Florida. It's a beautiful 2,600-square-foot house that we're looking at actually renting now as well. Um, so we're going to move on to another place here soon. But now we, um, we, we've recently, so as of December, we sold the property that we had in Massachusetts. Now that property rented, like I said, remember we had the uh, $2,500 a month and that was what, 2014? Yeah, end of 2013, 2014, right? Um, so we had been making cash flow on that for the whole years ever since, same tenants ever since uh, 2014. We just recently sold that in December. Um, we, 
we made about uh, about $100,000 in profit. Um, and then we ended up 1031 exchanging that money into our, our third, our, our, our last investment property, the fourth investment property that we've had now um, in Bradenton, Florida. And it's a four unit. And we purchased it for $364,000. And it currently rents for uh, $3,600 a month in rent. So $255,000 loan left on it now. And then $3,600 a month in rent. Oh, wow. In. Okay, okay. So we're making some quite big moves. I mean, going all the way from renting and owning four units, commercial property, multifamily now. So again, great story. Love, love that you share that, you know. For the people who are watching, would you give any like one piece of advice? Because there's a lot of, you know, for people maybe to digest again, like some of the people might say, oh, okay, good for you. Like maybe you're in a position where you could take a VA loan and like, you know, the jobs and like, you're in the States, again, maybe it's a different situation, but you know, for me, you know, would you give an advice for a person, doesn't matter where he lives, what would be the first steps kind of a, to go in this uh, real estate business? I got you, okay, so in, in every situation, there's always down payment assistance programs, right? There's things like the USDA loan, right? Where it's a 0% down payment loan also, you don't have to be involved in any kind of military or anything like that. You just kind of have to um, do a little bit of research and see if the USDA loan is something that is available to you in your area. Um, another thing that you can possibly look out for is an FHA loan. It's not a no money down, but it's a three and a half percent down loan. It's actually phenomenal. Like I said, we just used it to purchase the property that we're in now. Um, so those two, um, those two little pieces of advice, I think for a, for a beginning investor would be fantastic. And then there's also, other things like the 203k loan that's provided by the the FHA program as well. So if you have a property that needs some rehab, you can also um, you can basically get a rehab loan to fix the property first, and then um, be able to move in after the rehab is complete. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you guys have to basically do your own due diligence depending on where you live. Again, if you're in Ireland, if you're in the States, maybe that, that works a little bit different. We don't have, you know, FHA loans and, you know, VA loans in, in, in here. But, uh, you know, you can definitely do due diligence and just see what type of loans you might get. And, you know, because there's an option to invest into properties. There was another question with no money down. Like you, you've been on bigger pockets and you saw a couple of books probably. I think there's a couple by uh, Brandon Turner. I think yes. you wrote a couple of books by uh, investing no money down. So can you talk about that? Is that even a possibility? So un unfortunately, I've never read the book yet, right? <laughs> yeah. but, um, but there is a, a creative financing um, possibility that somebody might be able to uh, work up with a seller possibly, right? If you're a buyer, you can work up some kind of creative financing, like maybe a seller financing, right? Where... It may not be a full no money down, but it could be an especially low monthly, uh, a low, low payment down, right? Or low down payment. Um, you can work out specific terms. You could work out specific uh, percentage rates. Uh, there's so many different ways to, to get creative. You can use a partner. You can partner use somebody. hard money. Um, yeah, partnering is probably the best way. Find somebody who's done it before. Um, where you can offer them, you know, you can offer them to find the deal. You, you go, go hunting. It's, it's not easy, right? It's deals don't come across the desk every day that, that look good enough to buy for mm -hmm. sure. But you can definitely be the person who talks to, you know, have a mentor or a partner that has capital 
right, who is able to put out the money up front and you can bring them a good deal and they'll be more than happy most of the time to, uh, to do a deal with you and allow you to get in on the property for maybe half and half if you brought the deal, maybe you can work out a 30, uh, 30, 70, something like that. You can always work out some kind of terms, especially if you're the kind of person who's ready to do, you know, the, the down and dirty work, you know. So yeah. if you're going to do the, the, the digging, the hunting for the good properties, you can definitely find somebody who's be, who'd be willing to, uh, to get you some capital to get you started. Yeah, yeah, definitely 100%. So it sounds all great. It sounds like, you know, real estate is one of those great vehicles that, you know, you can build this incredible wealth. And a lot of people, I see a lot of people like, uh, you know, and this Facebook groups, you know, multifamily you know, flipping, wholesaling, construction, whatever groups you go into, everybody's doing phenomenal. Like you, you read the comments like, oh my God, everybody's, you know, sophisticated. And, and it just looks like, you know, for people who are starting out, again, because this is the main audience that we have and everybody's watching this thinking, okay, how do I get started? You know, and people see it as kind of a get rich quick thing. So mm -hmm. is real estate even that? No, not at all. Real, real estate is a long game for sure. Uh, like I said, it took us since 2013 and we finally just got our first four unit property. We were, you know, I mean, education, <laughs> podcasts, books, talking to people, attending easy. events. And, um, you know, we, once we started focusing really, really what we wanted, that's when we started getting that traction. And also, um, I've spoke for over a year. We've got a couple, eight units, 16 units, 21 units. I spoke since last January, it took me a year to build rapport with these owners and they are now telling us they're ready to sell. And only two um, of them, not, not all two, of them. Right. Out of <laughs> 35 people I started contacting. Now I follow up every month, every couple of weeks with these owners. They know who I am when I call for sure. We've actually um, made it a point to go where they live and go out to dinner with them. Yep. And that specific person, we're working some, seller financing, um, possibly a hundred percent. We're in that negotiation stage right now for that property. Yep. So it really takes a long time, you know, and just building those foundational stepping stones to keep going forward. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You mentioned one important part that I definitely agreed on. And a lot of people, you know, kind of uh, overlook it as the educational parts, you know, everybody's trying to skip it. Like, Oh, I, I just want the deal. But like you have to get, you know, the insights, like you, like you have to talk the talk, like, you know, you people have to hear that you actually understand what you're talking about. And there's one way to, again, improve your personal self and just to get business going faster, maybe. And that's, you know, getting mentors on board. So would you recommend somebody who's starting out, you know, like go get a mentor? So what I recommend, absolutely recommend, is find a networking group first. Find a networking group that has people that have already, that have 10 or 15 properties, maybe 30 properties, whatever you want to try to get into. Um, I would, for us, we, we wanted to get in small. Uh, obviously, like, like I said, we, when we first started, we didn't even think it was going to be something that we ended up being in, uh, investing in, you know, and now we're like, so passionate can't get over it now. Now we, now <laughs> we, we can't get it. enough. Now, but definitely um, finding a mentor, finding somebody who's done it before, finding somebody who has the experience and don't find people who just have good experience either. Find somebody who's been beaten down, you know, because they're going to be the ones who give you the, 
that real, the hard life truth about what real estate could really be. Mm -hmm. We've been extremely lucky so far. We haven't had any horrible tenants yet. We haven't had any, uh, I can't say we haven't had any uh, catastrophes because in Boston, we did have some insurance claims um, due to some uh, weather, uh, snow. Um, and you didn't see 2008. And I didn't see 2008. I saw the opposite side of 2008. When yeah. I was just getting out of high school, I decided to start a business um, maintaining those foreclosed homes for banks. Um, so I was, I, was, I was too young back then to know that I should be buying these properties rather than just helping the banks clean them up so they can sell them. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, definitely finding a mentor, finding a good group of people that are accountable, that can hold you accountable as well that are going to push you and, and make you look for those deals and, and, and take action and, and actually do it. Masterminds. Masterminds with people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think masterminds are probably would be the cheapest kind of option. You can get it. Like you can join once. Like I, I think you, like 10, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. It, it's fairly cheap. Some of those. Not even your own. We Depending actually, on level, off of, yeah. yeah. Off of bigger, bigger pockets. I found um, a couple local guys who really wanted to um, just have an exclusive mastermind. It's free. It was free to meet up. Um, there's five guys, four guys and me. We meet once a month. Um, we talk frequently. And um, those guys are doing big things. We're all keeping the momentum going forward. We're like our monthly accountability partners. On top of that, we Zoom with partners and we friends do. and people that we like and we like what they're doing uh, weekly. So we're, we're every day, we're just going forward and not sidestepping. We're really aiming mm. for that. So that's, we align ourselves and just keep doing it. Focus is key. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Focus on one thing and until successful, definitely. So, uh, okay. So what about mentor, like mentorships? It's definitely a great thing. Uh, like, but let's see if that's going to cost somebody, you know, because for somebody who's starting out, maybe they don't, they don't have a, you know, budget capital, you know, set up for this in the beginning. And they think like, oh my God, like 20 K is, uh, is a little bit too much money for me in the beginning, but maybe I can scrape a 20 bucks in my pocket. So what would be three business or real estate books that we, you would recommend for people with that 20 bucks to go and, and grab? All right. I got one. Go for it. I love these things. I love the book, (laughs) The Slight Edge. It just gives you that perspective of the compounding interest and snowball effect of that compounding interest. Um, The Slight Edge is one I recommend. You can go ahead. Oh, man, I have so many. All right. So if you want to talk about negotiating, um, Chris Voss, uh, Never Split the Difference. Phenomenal book. It talks about his uh, the black swan of negotiation, right? That's uh, w- what you really want to hone in on and focus on if you're in a negotiation. Um, after reading that book, I felt like I was, I was a rock star. And it, it showed when we purchased the, the four-unit property here in Bradenton. Um, we ended up, uh, I'll get back to the story. I'll get back to that later. But another book, um, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. Um, that book is all about um, focusing on the one thing that you can do right now that will make everything else easier. Like whatever your task is, you're gonna find the one thing that makes that, makes that just, you focus so hard on that one thing and it just propels you forward so much. And it's just a phenomenal read. Uh, Gary Keller, Jay Papazan, I'm a Keller Williams agent. So of course I have a little bit of a bias towards Gary Keller, of course, um, but what a, what a great organization it's, it's turned out to be, so. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you want to finish off with the story of a four unit? Yeah. So um, the four unit, we went under contract at $425,000. Um, and like I said, we ended up purchasing it at 364. So <laughs> just <laughs> doing like a, the due diligence, doing the due doing diligence, the due diligence in that initial period um, really, uh, it didn't cost it gave us some gains for um, the money-wise. Absolutely. So leverage upon them. due diligence in an inspection period when you're purchasing a property, that's your time to really focus on the problem points of the property that may not even be really such a problem, right? Mm -hmm. You go and have your inspection done. They're going to find a bunch of little small stuff that, that really don't mean much. But uh, not, not to make it sound like that we're facetious or we're trying to get over on anybody, but you want to make sure, right? You want to make sure that, that everything in that property is going to be stable enough for you not to have a huge waste of money two, year, two months down the road, right? You're going to make sure that the roof is not going to cave in. You're going to make sure the, the floors aren't going to cave in. The ACs, the ACs aren't going to go, yeah, in the first month. So we ended up having roofers come out. We had plumbers come out. We had electricians come out. Who else? What else we got? Uh, HVAC people come out. Um, Every single pest, trade you can possibly control, think of. Had that inspection. Yeah. Um, we almost went down to the wood flooring. Yeah, but we ended up not doing ended, the floor. We ended up not Christmas time, down. so we had so <laughs> many people coming out. Right, December thirtieth. We really we we put the sellers, um, you know, to the test. They probably weren't expecting us to do such a hardcore due diligence process, but. We take everything into consideration. Everything that the plumber said was going to be needed within the first five years, you know, that probably weren't even going to be needed at all, to be real. Um, the, the roof had to get, that was one of the things that had to get completed. Uh, we had to get the roof done. Um, the HVAC, you know, probably within the next two years, we might have to come out of pocket for one AC, one central AC unit for the larger bungalow portion of the property. Um, what else? And that was the important part. But yeah, so what you do is you, grab, you gather all those quotes together during the due diligence process and you add up all those quotes and now you have something that you can negotiate your price with. So we went from 425000 all the way down to three sixty four, and you know I used comps in the area as part of the due diligence and we also, um, on top of the $364,000 purchase price in the end, we ended up having them also give us another check kind of on the side to get the roof completed for us. So if you think about it, they gave us another $7,000 on top of the purchase price of 364. So we're really at what, 358 or something like that. So we, we really, we really did good. And I think all that negotiation was 100% due to the book, never split the difference by Chris Foss. Yeah. That's yeah. where I was going with that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that, that was a strong negotiation. I mean, you went all the way down Two to hours. the, yeah, we, so sat, that, yeah. we sat for two hours. And it's the... important also, a lot of realtors are not going to want to um, have you talk to their sellers or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Ask them to go in a public place, sit down over coffee, sit down over donuts, face to face during the negotiation. Because yeah. could you imagine that two hour negotiation on the phone yeah. or waiting well, for the call back? Everybody, everybody gets off the when they see the donuts, you know? Yeah. That's right. If there's coffee and donuts, and we're going to be there. We sat there for <laughs> two hours. And um, it was so important, though, because we were able to just talk directly to them. The agent was there on their side. He was representing us as well. So it was that was the key, too. Yeah. Be in person. 
Um, it's easier to negotiate and hold your price over the phone. But when you're in person and the person's right in front of you telling you exactly why they're justifying their price, Mm. it's really hard to to come back and say no. (laughs) We showed them our underwriting and we went down every number. And um, even at one point they thought we shouldn't be um, calculating for property management. This is how we run our business. Whether we get a property management company or, or I'm doing it, we still pay the business. Yep. So um, yep. and we explained that's just how we do it. So it worked out in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So it sounds like a great deal. I mean, four unit property. Again, you, you're, you're kind of, you're a couple, you're together, you're doing this together, you know, but what about somebody who is starting by themselves? Would you recommend to kind of, uh, if, if not just to jump in into commercial property, whatever, four or 10, 16 unit deal, uh, just maybe go and flip a house or something. Would you recommend them to get a partner from a get-go? I, I would actually. Um, I would definitely say get a partner, get somebody who's experienced, who's going to have a little bit of knowledge so you don't crash and burn on your first deal and mm-hmm. never look at real estate again after you lick your wounds and walk away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Okay. So let's touch something again. Um, you know, I, I just love that question because I just want to see people that real estate business is, it's not, not all just, uh, you know, butterflies and it's all nice, you know, and it's like just to show people that, you know, there's some losses involved into the business. So maybe you can talk about some, you know, losses and wins in the business, real estate, or just in business in general, you know, share with people some stories and uh, so they can learn more from that. So with our um, tenants in Massachusetts, we've had them for five years. Um, they were always on time. They, they paid weekly pretty much. Um, I forgot about this actually. A couple of months before we were going to um, sell the property, they, the, the husband had lost his job and That's all of a sudden, you know, I kept communication up with my tenants all the time. Um, so I knew, you know, pretty much as it happened, they just couldn't catch up. It was six weeks and, um, they still owe us that money today. Um, it's, we're not going to take them to court. You know, we're just going to count. It was 600 for seven, seven weeks. Yeah. 600 times seven. Um, so we're, we're going to just wipe our hands clean off that. We're not going to take them to court. The money it's going to cost to go up to Massachusetts to some of them it's sold. Um, they still stayed in it until it sold. They still paid when he, um, he actually got some temporary jobs. He was showing me proof that he was actually trying to get jobs. Um, you know, a hundred dollars here, extra there, but didn't pay it back. Um, we, we just cut our loss there. It's fine. They, they were great tenants. Life happens. Um, we're not excusing anybody who loses a job and doesn't pay their rent. But in this situation, $4,000 loss, just get to move on. Yeah. You got to think over the, over the amount of the, the amount of time that we had them as tenants, they gave us $20,000. They paid down our loan, you know, the property appreciated at the same time. I call that three stars of real estate. Um, so we, we really, even though, you know, a small, you pay a small price, um, for some things at the end of the day. And, and that's, and, and that's, that's the risk that's, that is involved with real estate. You know, you have a tenant, 
you have people that are not owners that live in your property, you know, that life happens to. And if, you know, they can't come up with the rent, that means that you can't come up with a mortgage sometimes. <laughs> and uh, it could be, it could be rough. And that's one of the inherent risks in real estate. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So again, the, the tenant screening process definitely is important part, but like what you mean, like these things do happen and you know, it's, it, it, it good to work out, worked out for them. Cause you are nice people. It's like, um, and Massachusetts, is it a tenant friendly uh, state? Yeah, yes. it is a tenant friendly state, tenant I would say. State, yes. Yeah, okay. I would I would say so. <laughs> okay, Definitely. okay. Okay. So again, maybe it's for you just not worth going back and forth, you know, with all the expenses that might take traveling and, you know, court expenses and all that. So makes sense. Okay. So what about the good, you know, investments besides the four unit deal that you just got? Good investment. Okay. When we purchased the property in Palm Coast, Florida, that's the one that we acquired from her from her grandmother. Um, we acquired it for 125. Um, at the end of the day, we had 90,000 left on the loan. Um, we needed to cash out. We had, we had some equity in that property, right? Um, we had about 200, it was, the property was worth, still is worth about $220,000. Um, and we wanted to get some cash out to do our next investment because we were ready and we were pumped and we were excited about real estate, right? Um, when you have a property that has some equity in it, you have the chance to do a cash out refinance. So what that means is if you owe $80,000, I'm just gonna give you random numbers here. If you owe $80,000 on a home that's worth $200,000, you now have $120,000 in equity. And what the bank will do is they will allow you to refinance using 80% um, some banks might be different. This is what the one that we use. They give us 80% of the equity that we had in the property, right? So yes, it increases the loan amount, but the loan is still covered by the tenants and we still get cash flow about $200. You, have to sure. you absolutely you have, to sure. have to make sure that that's one of the things that you look out for with, with doing this because it is kind of a risky um, investment at that point. Because unless it's your primary. Yeah, unless it's your primary. As long as you can afford the monthly increase, ours was only $100 a month our tenants are still paying and we're still cash flowing. So we're able to do that. Yeah. So we ended up taking uh, out of the, the cash out refinances. We, uh, we ended up taking $50,000 out and putting it in our savings account to be ready for the next um, property. And that's actually how we ended up purchasing this next, uh, this last four unit property in Bradenton. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, awesome. That, that's Great. one of the pearls about equity and appreciation in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Great stories. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, again, I want to touch some exciting stuff again, 2020. Uh, first of all, happy new year. I know it's February started, but happy new year. Happy so year. it's kind of a magical number, I think 2020. And uh, just yesterday, there was the second of February. So uh, yeah. the numbers, the numbers are good. And, you know, I wish you, you know, many blessings this year as well. So maybe you can share some great goals that you have for yourself or your own business for this year? Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had set 20 unit goal for this year. Right now we're on track, a little over that already. And we're on track for 24 more. Right 24 now. right now and uh, it's February. So I think we're changing that to the six month goal. And yeah. <laughs> by the end of the year, we're looking for a hundred units. Um, we have wow. some other goals for Pro Equity Solutions, our business. Yes, so I'll, I'll, 
take the lead on that Go one. Ahead. So Pro Equity Solutions, we're a, a primary investment kind of company. We want to learn and educate people how to make investments, help people buy and sell investments as well. But now we're uh, talking about expanding and we want to do property management as well. So I'm in talks um, trying to get the broker that I already work for um, to sign off on the idea of letting us do property management as well because we want to be able to give our you know our our way of doing the tenant screenings our background checks our credit checks to other owners to let them kind of reap the benefits of having fantastic tenants and uh really uh just turning their investment into something that just continues to steam forward for them so that's one of the that's one of the, the goals of uh, pro equity solutions property management's in our future yeah okay got it and 100 units is definitely a great goal uh i'm sure you're going to reach it with, with the pace that you're on right now uh you. you know and with the 2020 number of course that's going to help you guys so <laughs> again you know from a selfish standpoint again owning um because you know i own a social media company as well and the question is that I always ask real estate people because we work with the companies that are actually before us, they lack social media presence. So maybe you can share some either social media uh, marketing tools or maybe some other tools that help in your business just to make your life easier. Okay. You want to go first? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so cozy, cozy.co actually. Um, a great uh, software for people if you do have investment properties it's free you can collect rent you can have tenants message you you can have tenants request maintenance it's automatic e-payment for um, for tenants to pay their rent on time it automatically assesses yeah, boom there it is there that's go. what I'm talking about <laughs> boom and then also um, so cozy is definitely one of them Stessa. and we, we love it Stessa is the other one it's kind of the background portfolio uh, kind of whole view of your portfolio. You can see all your properties in one place, how your portfolio is doing, how your income is doing, how your, and everything is gets set up for your CPA also at the end of the year. Um, fantastic uh, software. Google Drive is another phenomenal thing. And then Instagram and Facebook for social, social media marketing. Yeah, social media marketing. Up on that. Yeah, so we're still in the, kind of in the beginning stages of marketing pro equity solutions. So maybe you can help us out there. But, uh, but yeah, face, Facebook, Instagram, I just got a TikTok. I don't know how that's going to go. That's, <laughs> I'm 30 and I, I'm, I'm struggling right now with TikTok, but uh, it's been fun. I like watching TikTok. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I get some good laughs out of TikTok for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's definitely, sorry for, you know, interrupting, but there's, there's definitely a lot of great, valuable, um, you know, platforms out there. You know, I just put out uh, on Bigger Pockets because I'm, you know, fairly active there as well seven platforms that every real estate business must have again tiktok is not included into that as well but you know statistically like with the businesses where we work again i'm not trying to pull in the plug in here you know for the people who are watching but you know for any type of business it's real estate it's not real estate you're doing you know you're in medical or you know whatever science field you know there's so many opportunities like for people we talk um as you guys know who are watching we have a lot of people who are syndicators uh they're looking to raise capital for their deals and like linkedin facebook top two you know platforms that you know uh, accredited investors spend most of their time so 
again, you know, if, if the company doesn't have a social media presence, because long story short, I knew so many people who are syndicators and people wanted to invest with them. Uh, when they talk with them personally, it's, it was all fine. Yes, I have the money. I'm looking to invest. And then they went online and they couldn't find anything. And they received the phone call. Hey, listen, like what's going on? Why, why are you hiding? You know, it, because in this day and age, it, it's, it's like, it's normal. You like, you're supposed to have it. And besides that, it just gives, exposes the business to more people and it gives you wider reach, gives you leverage. So it's just too many great things, you know, in the social media and again, the platforms that you just mentioned, uh, like Cozy and, you know, Stessa that just basically makes your life easier, you know, so you can build this, you know, business to the hundred units and, and so forth. Right. So, uh, okay, so you mentioned you, you got the Facebook, you got some other like LinkedIn, I, I can't remember what platform. So let's see if people want to connect with you and say, okay, maybe I'm interested, you know, to ask you these questions or maybe I'm even, even interested in investing with you or learning about how you can give me these tenant proof, you know, strategies and stuff, how people can connect with you on a social media level. So on Instagram, you can find me at Carmelo Pranesti on, on Instagram. So Carmelo underscore Pranesti. And then you can also find us at um, another Instagram, Pro Equity, Pro Equity Solutions LLC. It's Pro underscore Equity underscore Solutions underscore LLC. Um, you'll see me. You'll see a, a couple of pictures of the of our, our kids, uh, some some networking events that we've gone to. And then on Facebook, let me just see what that looks like real quick. Uh, we also we also have ProEquitySolutions.com, our website. There's a bunch of uh, information on that. There's ways to contact us. We also put out a blog monthly. Um, Just started last month. So there's only one. <laughs> um, and then I'm on Instagram as Kayla Pernesti, and he's got the name for the. Yep, we have so a business I'm, page, Pro Equity Solutions, on Facebook as well. Yeah, and then Car Carmelo Pernesti as well on Facebook. Here you go. So you can find guys all the links as always going to be down below for you go and check and, you know, connect with these two beautiful people, you know, sitting in front of your screen right now. So again, if you have some specific questions, again, I would have recommend to go and ask kind of a, you know, questions that would be too simple. Again, these people, these two people are busy enough, you know, building their own portfolio. And, uh, you know, you have to make sure that you do your own research because there's so much information out there, like starting with the bigger pockets, or if you just go and Google or ask your Siri, uh, you know, how do I do this? You know, you, you're always going to find some answers. So, you know, make sure that you come up with the great questions where you go and talk with these people. So I really appreciate the time. It was great spending this 30 or whatever minutes, you know, times go fast, but I really enjoyed it. And um, guys, again, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, share with a friend so they can learn more as well. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Martin. Thank, Thank you so much you. for having us. <laughs> Thank you.